What is up, everybody? We got a lot to talk about this week. Week 9 in the NFL, we got winners and losers. The NBA has some stars and surprises that have come to us. We have a new World Series champion in the Atlanta Braves, and we're going to get into all of that. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. My name is Julian. I'm here in Brooklyn, as always. What's going on, BK? Not much, bro. Enjoying the weather. Things are cooling down a little bit in Florida. I'm loving it. Like you said, the World Series just ended. Congratulations to the Atlanta Braves for making all the Yankee fans and the rest of baseball for whoever got beef with the Astros for taking them down. So, yes. shout out to you guys. Wild, wild weekend in the NFL. You see the title upset again. We're going to get into that. Yeah. And basketball, baby. And basketball. I'm ready to get into the full swing of that. Honestly, basketball, we are. this is the first full week where we are really kicking off into basketball. Um, I'm excited yep. to get into that. But I do want to go fully into just thank you to the Atlanta Braves, Jorge Soler, for uh, taking down the, the true villains of the MLB. These Nashers go down. Braves win their first World Series since, I believe, 95. Mm -hmm. And uh, some weird stuff. They won 44 games before the All-Star <laughs> break, 44 games after, in honor of Hank Aaron, who passed away this year. And um, one of those weird things, kind of like Kobe happened, one of the best of all time for that organization, uh, leaves us and that team comes and wins a championship shout out to the atlanta braves they did a tremendous job without ronald acuna and uh which was really impressive to lose your top guy and to go on a run when pretty much people were writing you off for the most part yeah because like at the trade deadline everyone was like uh braves nah I was maybe one the of them. mets i was one yeah of them. I, thought I, it, I was too i thought it was weird that they were going to get all these guys not that like it was weird that they were trying to get better but just like you would Why? think kind of wrap it up, try and stay healthy going into next year, and here they are. Who needs to be healthy when we can win championships? So, um, what do we know? That's there not it is right the there. Ends, right? There um, it is right there. But, hey, the Braves, good for them. They were without a top five player in baseball, and they won a World Series. So, they'll be, they'll be looking pretty good coming into next year, and who knows what happens with that team. But congratulations again to the Braves. Absolutely. Uh, in the meantime, we got some NFL to talk about. We, do. we got we do. some NFL to talk about, my boy. We got winners and losers, as we like to do around here. Brooklyn, who's a winner for you in Week 9? Underdogs. Straight up underdogs. Everybody who you thought were just going to get ridden off this week, they won, and they took down some big-name teams. Like, I'm going to just run through it real quick. The Giants take down the Raiders. The Falcons take down the Saints. Jaguars take down the Bills for the first win on U.S. soil in, in years. <laughs> Shout in out a, to the London Jaguars. <laughs> Browns take down the Bengals without OBJ. You would think, okay, Browns are going to struggle. No, the Cowboys. Dak and the boys. Dak's back. And the Denver Broncos take them down with a whooping. And oh, then, on primetime Sunday night football, the Tennessee Titans, after losing King Henry, just demolished the Los Angeles Rams. And a wild weekend. It was, it was a wild weekend. <laughs> There's a reason this episode is called Upset Again. All of the underdogs won pretty much besides, like, 
a handful. Uh, my Vikings were one of them. They came close. I did think they did cover the spread. So if you're a spread underdog, you're living lavish this week. Um, but yeah, this was this is crazy and a lot of upsets, especially in that early window. And then you know you you mentioned it with the with the Titans. They lose one of the most dominant offensive players in the league over the last yeah. handful of seasons. They go into LA and just handle him. Matt Stafford didn't look like himself. Uh, they, they just struggled to actually put points on the board that weren't field goals and that was a pick six. They have some big drives when they need it over there for the Titans and Hey, without Henry, they took down what in my opinion was the best team in the NFL at their house. So that's a statement win. And it, it goes to show the ups and downs of the Titans this season. They lose to the jets. They beat the Rams at home. I don't, these are things we don't understand. NFL is very odd this year. Very, very odd this it year. It is. Um, yeah, I mean, underdogs are crazy. I think the Browns were underdogs, too, and they, they whooped on the Bengals, and the Bengals are now on a two-game slide. Yeah, you would have had to give the edge to the Bengals just because they've been balling. The Browns are kind of finicky. Again, you lose OBJ, even though OBJ hasn't been like a big factor to the team for the most part. But still, some turmoil around the, the yeah. team and everything. You don't know how they're going to react to it. And they come out and just stomp the Bengals. Well, clearly what I'm seeing is that OBJ was holding them back. There was clearly like a locker room mojo yeah. type of thing. Kind of like what we're seeing in the 76ers, which we'll talk more about in a second too. But getting that out of the locker room clearly brought some like morale boost i guess uh which is kind of weird to say losing your most talented uh pass catcher but they put up 41 and they haven't been a good offense the last two three weeks and this is an offense that's capable of scoring a lot but we haven't seen score a lot yeah so you know shout out um i'm gonna give you a winner real quick i'm gonna give you a winner real quick um it's kind of along the same lines but not really contenders with main players out right so arizona comes into this game no deandre hopkins no kyler murray and they put a whooping on san francisco in san francisco which that shocked me shout out to shout out to the cardinals just proving they're actually a really good team uh same yeah. thing with the titans no derrick henry we touched on that they put a whooping on the rams that's a big time win We've mentioned this before. There are no moral victories in the NFL, especially when you lose a game against a good team. But let me tell you, going into Kansas City, losing by six with a guy who's never started in the NFL before, the Packers got to be feeling good about the way their defense played, with the way that their offense at times looked, despite Jordan Love not being super comfortable, despite his mom and his girlfriend being seven billion miles north of them that they you can't get any more nosebleed than those seats right there their backs were up against yeah, the wall kind of crazy <laughs> they were in the clouds yeah, it, it, it was wild uh, but i mean cheese doesn't ferment up there but those are three teams that are all contenders looking for a super bowl mm -hmm. in the titans cardinals and Chiefs or packers yeah. and two of them get wins and the packers had no business even being in this game they do lose it. It's a tough loss. It's only their second loss. They'll be fine. Uh, the NFC North isn't looking too great this year, so they'll be all right. And, hey, that those are some 
wins with moral boost behind them because it's like, hey, we can compete without our guys, without our yeah. literal best players, all three of those teams. And my, I'll just double down. My second winner was pretty much the Cardinals yep. as well. A couple minutes before game time, game time decision, Kyler and D-Hop go down. And we're sitting in the group chat stressing because if you look on our IG, at underscore the spectators, go follow, please, and thank you. We appreciate it. We do a, a spectator pick of every week. And I think probably, like, what, 75% of us have yeah. the Cardinals yeah. for the most part. So... We are stressing like, damn, we're, we're done. <laughs> they, 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 they look great. They better than they did the first time at home. It's weird how that works. They look great. And bizarre, it's man. just like, congrats. And yeah. Bizarre is a, a great name for this season because everything has just been weird. You would think the Chiefs just handle the Packers without any issues. And the Chiefs have looked weird this year. The, still tough to really see what's going on with that them division but. is a nightmare and i'm about to talk about that <laughs> my loser for this week the formerly known as los angeles formerly known as uh oakland now known as las vegas raiders they are not just the losers of this week they're the losers of the year as a whole and not in that they're playing particularly bad they're actually playing pretty decent Derek Carr is having a very good season uh, they have a very rough game against the Giants. They should beat the Giants. They don't. Offense couldn't really do anything. That's besides the point. They run out some weapons. They lose Henry Ruggs last week, obviously, to that tragic stuff that happened. Uh, you know, hopefully condolences and all that to the family affected by that incident. And hopefully um, Henry is uh, dealt with in the justice system as as he should be. Um and he was released by the Raiders this week. And then today we get today we get uh, hold that the other first round pick from last year is released. Uh, Damon sent IG videos to somebody brandishing his firearms. He had at least four of them in the video. One of them had all the attachments: the the belly drum, the red laser. He had the he had the HCOG scope. That dude was playing Call of Duty with his gun. And um, and he's quite literally in direct quotes telling this person he sent this to, "I will kill you," several times. Mo yeah, he's, multiple he, it's times. It's not. It's and not us saying it and like, oh, I said it, but I was heat in the moment. He says it to separately sent videos multiple times, flashing his gun, saying, "Where are you at? Pull up! I will kill you! I got killers! This, that, and the other." Yeah, there's there's things you don't do. You. You don't say that you're gonna kill. You somebody. don't actually kill somebody, you don't. Henry. You don't actually. Okay, four. Uh, but but just him. You don't say that you're gonna do it. You don't record yourself with your face on camera saying you're gonna do it, and you don't record yourself showing your guns that are probably who knows. Well, if that that first one was 100 percent illegal. Like you're not allowed to have those like military grade attachments. That just isn't allowed. It's yeah. Not allowed. <laughs> it's not allowed. having your face on there showing it, saying that you're gonna. It's just a trifecta of no-nos. Don't, Don't do it. Man. Don't do it. There's no Don't need. And why are you DMing him? Why are you sliding in the DM saying, I'm going to kill you? It's just insane. And so that, that came up, and the Raiders drop him. Of their first four picks, or five picks, five picks in last year's draft, two of them have been released, two have been traded. One remains on the team. They had five picks in the top 100. One remains on the team. From just a year and a half ago's draft. 
That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> say, say it one also, more Also, Gruden's <laughs> gone because he hates everybody who's not a that, white that's guy. That's the like, thing. Like, on top of all this, you got Gruden too. What? We, we're halfway through the season. What else do we have Dude, left? There's got to be more. There has to be more. There's got to be more. There's got to be. Not even Oakland. Formerly known as Oakland. Vegas is nuts. What happens in Vegas goes into the news every Monday. I can't wait for the documentary on this. The 30 for 30 E60. I can't wait. Because, boy, this is. You got a loser this week? Uh, Yeah, I'll give you this loser. Then we got to hop into some basketball. Uh, Pretty much just going off the theme of this episode, just the NFL's weird, man. Everybody at the top of the league that you just think are going to keep on riding off into the sunset, into the playoffs, handle business. And I mean, they probably still yeah. will. One week. So one don't don't worry like too Defcon, much. Not red alert. No. But it's not even one week. It's It's been pretty weird for the majority of the season. But yeah, it's nothing to worry about, but definitely something to talk about. The Bills... There's certain somebody. I'm sorry, you'll hear from him soon. I'm seconds. sure he's got. I'm I'm sure he's got words, but weird, just insane. Also, the cool thing from that game, Josh Allen versus yeah. Josh Allen. Very cool. There, Very there's cool. some history made. There is never a dual name matchup where the defender with the same name has sacked the quarterback with the same name. Which, why would he? Well, jo- why would he? Josh Allen. Finally, he he sacked Josh Allen. Also intercepted Josh also, Allen. Also also recovered Josh a fumble. Allen. Also made also made Josh Allen fumble and yeah. recovered it. And it was just odd, weird. You you can't yeah. write that. Well, you also can't. like how often you have that dominant of a game. No, he he went he went, he went nuts. <laughs> That's and that was the nuts. MVP front runner coming into this week, and probably still is with how bad everybody else was, but. So shout out to Josh Allen. Condolences to Josh Allen. <laughs> um, don't let the thirty to sixteen final score fool you on this Broncos Cowboys game. Smacked. That was all garbage time. All garbage time. It was thirty to nothing, and they said, "Here's sixteen for you. Put it on right, your head top. It let's, make let's it look." Hit, let's hit the over real quick and go home. That's all they wanted. Jerry Jerry went to the warden like in the <laughs> scene from the longest yard. Met in the locker room. Was like, look, I need these points. So he was like, all right, I got yeah. you. Goodell slid under the table. Yeah. Talked to it's the scoreboard guy. There you go. It, it's facts. It's facts. If you look at the security footage, it's there. It's I promise you. Weird, man. So, this is a weird one because like they go into Minnesota and like upset them with Cooper Rush, and then they come home against the Broncos who. I would. I think the Broncos are a worse team than Minnesota, but like, who knows, man? You know, they got. A, they have a. They, they, have, a, okay they have a decent team, but like, like yeah, on they're, paper, they're though, cool. like Minnesota's like a better team, right? Uh, Talent-wise, and on paper, the Cowboys run over them exactly. twice, and so like they 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 go and they reverse, and, that, and, and then yeah, they... and that, and that's the thing with this <laughs> week. It's crazy. Um, I do want to add another loser just going off your back. Uh, just the Bills in general. Uh-huh. Um, they're really falling Sorry, victim bro. to <laughs> playing down to who they're playing. And, like, they have a couple blowouts this year, and that's fine and dandy, but they have a stretch where they had the bye, the Dolphins, the Jags, and I think the Jets next week, which is maybe the – it's either the Jets or the Giants. It's, like, the softest four games ever. And I remember seeing a tweet a couple weeks ago, and I was like, wow, the Bills really have four bye weeks in a row. 
They almost lose last week. They do lose this week. They don't score a touchdown. Yeah. And if it is the Giants, I, I'm not going to look. I don't really care that much. But if it is the Giants, the Giants are playing decent football. I think they. I think they've lost all their games by a combined like 13 points. Like the Giants are competitive mm-hmm. and they're losing, but they're competitive. They better. They better figure this out because if you don't figure it out, you wind up being, uh, what is it, five and four or or something, whatever their record would be, uh, coming into next week. The Patriots are probably going to be tied with them. And you know, you know, yeah. if the Patriots are tied with the Bills going deep into the season, the Bills are going to get the yips because the Patriots have done this a million times to them over the last 30 years. You know it. Yeah. And I just want to note that Odell is about to enter waivers. And we should have an update on where he goes soon. And I'm uh, interested to see where yeah, that goes. That, I- who knows? That is. Because you you would think that <laughs> there, there's something wild for whatever team that gets Whatever him. team that gets him probably doesn't need him. That's what's exciting. Like, it's going to be some bad team that doesn't need him. Exactly. Like trade bait type of deal for the offseason. I don't really know, man. And I, I mentioned that because the Patriots are a team that could potentially get I'm also get looking at Philly. Waivers. Philly's pretty low on there. Also, Seattle. Yeah. I know those are, like, three teams yeah. that are in the top ten. So, look for those teams if they get him to actually like use him because it's not even that out of the question for like new england to potentially win the division no, if like in, things, game back. things go they're really game back. yeah they're so, game back and they're playing pretty good ball right now they're not even a game back they're a half game back so and like i said if if you add obj with bill belichick i promise you all that diva stuff that surrounds him is out the also window. i want it to be known two weeks ago the Bengals had the best record in the fc they are now fourth in their division crazy how that works crazy Tough. how that works all right but let's enough ragging on the bills we're gonna go talk to our local bills guy gerard let us know who did well in fantasy this week What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Gerard, and we're back again with another segment of Fantasy Corner. We're here for week nine. We got about three to five weeks left until the fantasy football playoffs. I'm going to make sure I help y'all get to the playoffs, and I'm going to help y'all in the playoffs. So let's go ahead and get started. Our top performers of the week so far, Lamar Jackson is QB1, 266 yards through the air, 120 on the ground, three touchdowns, 32.6 fantasy points for him. Running back one, James Conner, 96 yards on the ground, 77 receiving yards, three total touchdowns for 41.3 fantasy points. I know he still had it in him, but it's good to see him step up in Kyler and D Hop's absence last or this past week. Wide receiver one, Elijah Moore, 84 yards off seven catches, two total touchdowns for a total of 27.4 fantasy points. And George Kittle is back for your tight end one. Welcome back to the party. Six receptions, 101 yards, a touchdown for 19.1 fantasy points. And he, I think he fumbled, so that's why he only has 19.1. The number one performance through week nine so far at each position, QB1 is none other, other than what, who I believe is MVP favorite right now, Tampa Tom. Tampa Tom has been killing it. The Bucks have been killing it. They're looking really good. I like Tom Brady to finish as QB1 for the rest of the way. Running back one so far is Derrick Henry, but since he's hurt, I'm not gonna include him in this. I'm gonna go with running back two, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor's been on the tear after a super slow start. 
but this boy has gotten it going on right now over there in Indianapolis. Wide receiver one is Matthew Stafford's favorite target. Cooper Cup, that boy is already at a thousand yards receiving and he very well may eclipse 2,000 yards this year, especially with that extra game they got. And tight end one, no surprise here, is Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is a shining point and a struggling Chiefs offense, but we'll look for him to continue that for the rest of the year. So four running backs y'all need to target. Daryl Henderson off the Rams. He has one of the easiest remaining schedules amongst running backs and minus these two past games um, where they've been playing basically kind of from down from behind a little bit, it seems like. Um, he has been going off. He's been consistent with 15 or more points in each of games he's been playing. Like I said, minus the past two. But look for him to help your team if you can get him. Leonard Fournette, playoff Lenny, Super Bowl Lenny, whatever you want to call him. He's been looking really good this year. He is top five in goal line rushing attempts this year. So the touchdowns are going to come. And butt loads, especially with the Bucks. They have a pretty decent remaining schedule, but the Bucks move the, the football on anyone regardless. So if on the goal line, first down, second down, look for Lenny to punch it into the end zone. Nick Chubb has the easiest schedule amongst running backs, I believe, for the rest of the season. And Nick Chubb looks really good this year. Look for Nick Chubb to lead you to a victory in fantasy football. He is definitely a league winner this year. And I think he is the main running back week league winner that you can get this year, minus Jonathan Taylor. Javante Williams is gonna increase his workload as the season progresses, especially towards the end of the year. Take Melvin Gordon out of the picture, that's why they drafted him. And if you can get your hands on him now, he can definitely prove to be valuable for your team in the playoffs. So for the four wide receivers, I know I dogged his man all year. But he's had two back-to-back -back games, and he's basically free right now. Brandon Ayuk, seven targets in back-to-back -back games. He had a touchdown this past Sunday, and he's looking really good. This is the Brandon Ayuk we've been looking for this whole year, and I think he might be on his way to having that breakout second half of the season. Deontay Johnson of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He has been on a tear all year, probably one of the most consistent wide receivers in fantasy football. Every game he's played, he has 14 or more fantasy points. And that's just something you can't ask for out of everyone because not everyone's consistent. Some people are gonna have really good games, but it's that consistency that helps win championships. So if you have Deontay Johnson, good for you. If you need Deontay Johnson, go ahead and trade for him if you can. Brandon Cooks has Tyrod Taylor back. They struggled this week and get to a pretty solid Miami defense, but look for Tyrod and Cooks to get that thing rolling. Cooks can very well end up as a wide receiver, a top 10 wide receiver for the rest of the playoffs. And Stephon Diggs, Stephon Diggs minus whatever was happening last week. Even then he was 14 points in fantasy, still really good. He leads the NFL in air yards attempted. So once him and Josh Allen gets that connection against a Pretty easy schedule the rest of the way. Look for Stefan Diggs to be that one to take you over the top. If you can go ahead and get him now, do it while you can. But other than that, that's about it for this week. I'm Gerard, G-Man, underscore the man on Instagram and Twitter. And be sure to ask me questions about the playoffs and anything else you need help with on fantasy. I may look like my demeanor's down, but we just lost 69 to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I'm still disgusted, so.
all that said, I'll catch y'all later for week 10. Peace. Thank you, Gerard. You can hear the pain in his heart. We are sorry you had to do that after a long day yesterday, but congratulations on getting to see your team regardless of the outcome. That is always a very cool experience. And, uh, yeah, if, if you guys need anybody, make sure you listen to that man. Try and get your league winners while you still can. I don't know who has trade deadlines and who doesn't, but if you do, make sure you try and make those moves before you can no longer. Try and make the team as best you can. Get that money. Get that money. Get that money. So, with that being said. Mm-hmm. Talk to me. The Talk NBA me. is back, and we haven't really talked about it. A little bit here and there. We talked about it a little bit. But we've been watching a good amount of NBA. And I want to know, bro. What, what, what's, what's catching your eye out of the league so far? I mean, one thing that you got to talk about off rip is a new rule. That's uh, stopping players from just causing petty fouls, getting to the line, racking up points, transition, hop in front of somebody, get the um, defensive foul, offensive foul, whatever you want to call it. Things have been nice. It's been cool to see we're actually playing some basketball. You're not seeing everybody flopping up, trying to bump into you on a shot, doing this, doing that. And it's been really cool to see. We're we're just getting straight up ball, and it's dope. So that that's something you definitely got to look at to yeah, start Yeah, I mean off. the games are moving a little bit quicker too. There's less foul shots per game. I think it's about five or six less foul shots total per game, which is um, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but it it's still kind of cool to see that less like unorganic things are being called. And I think that's I think that's really what they wanted out of this. If it's going to be a yeah. foul, make it, like, actually a foul, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I got no problem with that. And I, I'm right there with you. Um, one thing I want to kind of mention is just young guys that have been doing very, very, very well. Like, you know, at the top of the league for, like, a lot of these uh, stats and all that, LeBron, one game back, he's at 30 points. KD is probably the front runner for MVP at this point, right? But you have some dudes balling. Some dudes actually ball, absolutely balling. DeMar DeRozan's been playing his butt off on a career revitalizing yeah. year over in Chicago, which a lot of people expected, especially our boy Nico. Shout out to Nico for calling that one. Uh, I, yeah, I and we'll, we'll see how sustainable it is because he's shooting from three really high, and that's not something he does. So we'll, we'll see how sustainable yeah. that is. Uh, it, it is only, what, like nine, ten games in. So we're only about one eighth of the way through the season so there's a lot of a lot of ball <laughs> left um but for but yeah. for young guys like donovan mitchell he's he's kind of coming out of that young guy role right he's he's a couple years in yeah like, he's playing out of his mind and the jazz are the best team in the league at the moment um outside of the warriors and the warriors are playing insane the warriors young the warriors, warriors are young guys are going nuts with jordan Poole, gary payton uh they're both playing really well jordan Poole had like 27 a game last week in three games he is uh, mm-hmm. really coming to his own. And I know Connor, our, our buddy Connor, called. He was going to be – I think he put money on it too uh, for Jordan Poole to win uh, most improved this year, I think was was the call. And I'm not mad at it at this point. There are a lot of guys who improved a lot, so that's going to be a very going to be a very competitive award this year. Uh, who's somebody you were looking at? Um, I mean, you got to – 
Got to look at John Morant. I know we've been talking about him looking real good, as as expected. Um, we've also talked about Miles Bridges yeah. too. Lo- loving, uh, incredible. Yeah, got got to mention that. Give him his flowers, all that. Um, Paul George. Down. Paul George. No, no Kawhi. No Kawhi. No Kawhi. Doing his thing. Doing his thing. The Clippers are um they're moving and grooving. No, nothing crazy. But um I'm impressed with him. He's up there on uh steals too. Right now he's averaging twenty seven a game. And for everybody who's just been talking down on PG, he, he wants his respect and yeah, I like I it. Mean, I like it. He on his bullies. It's just I hard like it. for us to enjoy PG when we've seen him do this before. He's a it's a regular yeah. season hero. We've seen it before, but it's cool to see him like not take the playoff stuff into the regular season. Like, if you're gonna be bad in the regular playoffs, at least be good in the regular season, right? Like, at least like yeah. earn your stripes until it matters to get to that point, right? So yeah, he he's been playing mm-hmm. really well. Uh, CJ McCollum's been playing pretty well. He's honestly been carrying the Blazers at this point because Dame has not been the Dame we know. Um, one thing I do want to talk about real quick, there was like a little, not controversy or anything, just players kind of mentioning it. Uh, they weren't putting excuses or anything, but they were. They did just want it to be known that this was a thing that was worth adjusting to. Uh, the new basketballs this year, uh, they, they switched balls from Spalding to Wilson, I believe. And yeah. the Wilson balls are just a little bit different, and it, it's an adjustment. It's... It's a little bit of adjustment. The grip's a little different. They play a little different. Uh, some big-name guys, you know, you look at, um, I want to say Devin Booker, Dame. Uh, they, they're saying, hey, it's a little different. And it's not, like, an excuse why we're not playing well or anything like that. But it's an adjustment. And so little adjustments like that and the rule change that we mentioned, uh, those things all add up into the big picture that we kind of see with uh, – Younger guys who haven't used those older balls as long doing really well, and older guys that have maybe not doing so well. And then you look at a guy like Kevin Durant, who's leading the league in yeah, scoring right now. <laughs> he's like, I don't care. I put the ball in my hand. I'm a yeah. scorer. It don't, it don't matter. Okay. <laughs> and I mean, that, that's part of like KD's one of those guys that are always playing in like whether it's the FIBA tournaments we saw him in the in the Olympics or he plays in a lot of those like Drew League things where the balls are different or bigger or outdoor balls or whatever it might be. So he don't he don't really care. And when you're like a talent like that where you're not so much of a uh, rhythm type of guy, you're just like a straight talent guy, it doesn't really matter. But if you're a guy who like needs yeah. to feel and needs to like do your steps and do your due diligence, it probably is definitely a factor. Yeah, absolutely. So. And I mean, what, we're how many games in? Like 10 games in? More or less. So we, yeah, we, we got time. They're, they're, they're pros. They'll, they'll get used to it. For sure. Um, one surprise for me, too. Not so much a surprise. I think, I think that's the right word just because there's no media attention on this guy at all, right? My quote-unquote surprise, even though he was a high draft pick and shouldn't be a surprise, I think he was third overall. Evan Mobley at a USC, he's playing for the Cavs, and he is exactly as advertised coming out of college. Just uber athletic. He's uh, shooting at a pretty high percent in the paint, like around like 52%, uh, 
don't look at him from the three-point line, but he'll probably get that because he does have some to, some semblance of a shot. But, I mean, at 10 games in, this is a young guy. He's averaging almost 15 a game. I think about eight rebounds and a couple of assists. And when he's on the court, you're like, wow, this guy is going to be special. You're, like, seeing what they saw mm-hmm. in college. And he's playing for Cleveland, who aren't particularly great. There's guys on that roster who are taking more attention, like Colin Sexton, who tore his meniscus today, so or maybe not today, but yesterday, and um, will be out for a timetable we haven't been told yet. So hopefully you get better soon, Colin. Uh, another bright spot in this league. But Colin's taking the spotlight. Kevin Love, obviously, and Laurie Markinen are all taking spotlight over there. And apparently Ricky Rubio, which I don't want to talk about. Um, but but Evan Mobley is flown very <laughs> under the radar in terms of young guys, and I'm not sure exactly why, but he's been very very good to this point. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Um, another young guy that um people have been giving props to around the league on the defensive end, yeah. Scotty Brooks, Scotty Barnes, or Scotty Barnes. Barnes. I'm sorry, not I'm not sorry. The, not the head yeah, coach, Scotty Barnes, not the head coach. <laughs> Scotty Barnes. Scotty Ballin. Barnes has been very, and very good. Getting it done on the offensive side too. Sixteen point six points a game. Not, no slouch right there. Fifty percent shooting. He's doing, he's his, doing thing. his thing. And the Raptors. Are... And he he's getting props from some big guys. Well, I think what is he? Nineteen? I think he's like he, nineteen or twenty. He's like he super young. Uh, is. He's 20. 20. Yeah. yeah, just turned so 20. He's one of those guys that are super young and only a couple games in, and you're already just seeing the talent. And, I mean, it's kind of like the whole uh, Tatum, R.J. Barrett type of deal where you got to give him a couple years. Like, yeah. Give him a couple years. He's yeah. playing great right away. And, I mean, he's shooting 53%. Uh, you, you said, I think, right around 17 points a game, and his defense has been fantastic. And yeah. he's part of the future of the Raptors where – the Raptors are playing some really interesting basketball. They're not really running a standard, like, guard brings up the ball type of thing. They're playing small bigs that can dribble the ball, like Scotty. I mean, he's Draymond's height, right? And they want to push tempo and make every possession transition if possible. So this team is moving. On a, I don't know if you guys have yeah. watched the Raptors game this year, but they are surprisingly very fun for a team that lost their – two best players of all time with Kawhi and uh, Kyle Lowry are like picking up the pieces pretty quickly. And Siakam's not even there yet. He's still out. He He's about to be uh, yeah, back. So he gets, they're, they're definitely ready for that he return. Gets back and with how Fred Van Fleet is playing and Chris Boucher has been very good on the boards and spreading the floor and Scotty Barnes emergence. Uh, th- this team, I don't know how good they'll be. But they have a future that's very in sight. And if their way of playing with pushing the tempo with these big guys is going to work, this could be something to look out for. Yeah, absolutely. And the East is really interesting this year. Because you look at teams like the Wizards, the Cavs, the Raptors, the Hornets, the Pacers, even the Magic, with Cole Anthony balling right now. Yep. He's he's leading the Magic doing his thing. Big jump from last year. It makes you it makes you really wonder what this playoff picture is gonna look like for the East at the end of the year. Cause I think everybody but the Pistons have some sort of chance to 
make I'm the playoffs or at least the play. I'm gonna tournament. put the Magic in that discussion as well. I th- I still think they're too young. I, I think mm. they're just too young, and they don't have the depth like at all. Like once those starting five come out, like that yeah. team is bad. Um, yeah. But outside of the Pistons and the Magic, I think you're right. I think every team has some very clear upside, and you can tell because the team is not in the playoffs right now. Our teams with all stars: Sabonis is an all star, Trey Young is an all star, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are all stars. Giannis is the maybe the best player in the world right now. LaMelo Ball and Miles Bridges are playing fantastic ball. And none of those teams are in the top eight, 10 games in. Again, it's 10, 11 games yeah. in. There's not a whole lot to look at yet. But all those teams got something to prove. And you're looking at, like, the three that will likely fall out, being the Raptors, the Cavs, and the Wizards, right? Yeah. But that leaves a dogfight for those three, four spots. And you're looking at... Probably the Bucks and the Hawks really pushing for those, and then maybe the Hornets are in that mix too. And who knows? I mean, it's it's a weird. This is a very very the, odd the, uh, division, like conference this year, because they're all really good and and they're all. But what I've loved about the East is people have been writing them off. Oh, they're they're not as good as the West. This that they're not, not as deep. Year. And I mean, I, I feel that. Well, that narrative has been going for about like three, four years now. It's and the, fir- the first, around. well, no, I, I hear you, but I'm talking about relevant, what the change of scenery and all that, with LeBron leaving, doing all that, because obviously there is a change of, change of everything. KD comes over to the East, LeBron goes over to the West, everything flip-flopped. But since that time, the East has just been written off. And the last two years, it's been shown that the East is coming and, it's I wouldn't I don't know if I would say scarier than the West, but it's it's I up think there. There's less super dominant teams, but I think every team in this top ten of the East could make a run. And I mean if you look at the Heat from a couple of years ago that made yeah. the finals, the Heat are better than they yeah. were a couple of years ago now. Like wide margins. I mean Tyler Hero, a guy I wanted to talk about too, he makes those ridiculous comments to start the season where he's in the conversation <laughs> with Trey Young and Luca. And he's, and he's he's right. He's right. I mean, he is. He has been. He's, so he's been right. playing really, really good basketball. He's averaging like twenty two, and he's a, he's probably six man of the year to this point. Again, stupid, but yeah. um, he's been doing really well. He's shooting forty three percent from the three. Like that's kind of his thing at this point. He's he's kind of become that bench scorer, uh, and seemingly really liking that role too. Yeah. So. I don't know. The, the East is the East is really fun. East is like a lot of fun. I love the East, and we mentioned two teams that we don't think have really any chance to be a dog in the fight. You look at the West: the Rockets, Pelicans, Spurs, Thunder, Timberwolves. Throw the Kings in there too. Those are all bottom feeders that you're not really looking at to be any. Yeah, when we say, like, any issue, we mean, like, win a first round. Like, I don't think any of those teams could even possibly win a first round, and I do think 10 teams in the East could. Yeah. So. Whether it's by the skin of their teeth. Whether it's because somebody got hurt, I don't care. I think they could do it. Like, it. Do the Cavs do it because Jared Allen gets 17 blocks? Do the Hornets do it because LaMelo just goes crazy? Like, Sabonis. Dropping 40 a game for and, no reason. Like, maybe. 
Like you, you could yeah. see it happening with the East. Besides those like two top two. teams in the West, you're, you're not really seeing yeah, outside that. of like. I mean, even Dallas is kind of at the top right now, and even them, I don't like to make any type of a run. I mean, that Dallas is weird. Dallas goes off the strength of how is this Porzingis Luca yeah. duo Christoph gonna had mess? A good week, because so. there was there was. He had a good week, and there's always been the talk last year of, like, Luca. You look at the film and the videos, and Porzingis would just be open sometimes. Oh, wow. Luca wouldn't even pass oh, wow. it to him. And obviously, the numbers aren't showing for Kristaps because he don't got the rock in his hands. So it's going to be interesting to me if they've moved past that and been able to patch whatever's there. Because Porzingis ain't no slouch. Like, if he's balling... He's definitely he's he's a top he's player in the league. He's a guy who can help contribute to a, a playoff team, certainly. Yeah, certainly. So should should. And and that duo right there could be a monster, as long as they play at the level that they could. Yeah, I agree. And who who knows though? Because <laughs> Mavericks and who we knows? They're they're one of those teams that we never yeah, know. And to close out the NBA talk, we got it would be a miss to not talk about the Warriors. They are first in points, defense. Three-point percentage, field goal percentage. They are top three in turnovers, steals, and I think it was rebounds. All without Clay Thompson. Now, is it because these young guys are kind of just blossoming right in front of our eyes? And are they sustainable? I don't know. I don't think Gary Payton's going to be scoring 20 a game the whole season. I don't think Jordan Poole's going to be scoring 20 a game the whole season. But they are right now, and they're 8-1. They they're are not, right now, and that's all that one. matters. They have the the highest, I think it's the the highest points per game above the Knicks. No, above the Hornets. It's above the Hornets and then the Knicks. Those are the three best scoring teams in the league, which is insane that the Hornets and Knicks are right there. But those are the three best scoring teams in the league oh. this year to this point. Looking good. Andrew Wiggins filling right in as that, like, KD replacement. Defense and get the easy buckets. It's weird, man. It's weird. I, I said a wig was going to be a nice part to this team. I said it when he came over, and I, I love that he's doing it. I love that he's doing it, and it's really cool to see the Warriors just holding it down until Clay comes back. It's really dope, and they're impressive. They're definitely impressive. You, you know what you're going to get from Curry. That's Draymond, too. You know it, but these young guys, man. That, that's been the whole deal is Wiseman and the young guys. These young guys. They're being they're, – they're being quality they're, they're eating some minutes so cool for that let's see how the warriors do while we do wait another probably a couple weeks like three more weeks for clay to come yeah. back or so maybe a month i'm not exactly sure the timetable probably around christmas nice, nice yeah. present <laughs> yeah happy hanukkah from from me and clay <laughs> but uh thank you guys for watching if you if we missed anything let us know let us know how much the drama in, in Vegas is making you happy, and uh, we'll, we'll let you know as well. And uh, keep you guys up to date with all the news that we find out as soon as we find out, as we tend to do on our Instagram, at underscore to spectators. Some new TikToks and all that coming out this week as well. Same place, at underscore to spectators. If you guys are not already subscribed to our YouTube, make sure you go hit the like and subscribe button. It means a lot to us, guys. We just passed 100 subscribers this last week, and we got more stuff coming for you guys. Thank you very much. Have a great rest of your day. Appreciate it, everybody. Peace. Later. Be safe. See you.